copywriting and communication strategy. What is it and why should you care? Today, we will level set the playing field by examining a tool that everyone uses, whether you know it or not. And I'll share with you insights about a resource that can help you learn how to use copywriting and communications authentically. Do you feel like you compromise your values when you write marketing copy? Does creating ethical communication strategies perplex you? Imagine the business opportunities that would open up when you take a stand to market without manipulation. Now is the time. Disrupt your marketplace by using God-inspired marketing strategies to connect with your customers. Hear how other Christ followers in business are exchanging today's hype for authentic alignment. The Joyful Communications Podcast dives into ways to communicate effectively with integrity. Here's your host, Chief Communication Strategist, Joy Capps. This show is for anyone who is hungry for a better way to show up in the marketplace. While this show focuses on Christ-following business owners and professional communicators, I know it will help anyone who is tired of communication methods that use manipulation and hype that creeps in everywhere. In this first episode, I want to level the playing field to make sure that we're all on the same page. And I have five points to cover. We'll start by clarifying the concept of copywriting, and then we'll define it. We'll touch on ways copy is used today, discuss if there's a better way of doing things, and then point you to a valuable resource you probably already have in your possession. So let's get started. If you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or marketer, or maybe you just are in sales, whatever it is you do, you use words in every aspect of your work, of your life. You cannot escape using words to communicate. At the core of selling and marketing, pretty much anything, is something called copywriting. But what I find really interesting is many people tend to confuse those uh, words of copywriting and copywriting. And you may be going, wait a minute, didn't she say the same thing? But here's my first point. There's a difference between writing, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, and writing, R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. Copywriting versus copywriting. Let, let me explain to you in a story. I was actually on a dive boat recently, you know, in between dives and as you're setting up your gear and getting ready to go down and explore the depths of the blue, you, you talk to the other divers, find out what their story is. And I discovered that the lady sitting right next to me, she was a lawyer. She worked on immigration law. And then of course she asked what I did. And I said, well, I help people with communication strategy and copywriting. And she got so excited. Her eyes lit up and she went down this path talking about how she really needed to talk to someone like me because she had these certain things that they had been meaning to get copyrighted and, and they hadn't talked to the right person. And and she went on and on. And I kind of let her go for a second. And then I stopped her. I said, "Um, I think you're talking about copywriting with the little C and the circle around it. That's copy R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. And she goes, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I said, well, let me help you out here because I'm talking about copywriting, using words to get people to take action. The concept of W-R-I-T-I-N-G. So so let's go a little bit deeper on this. From the beginning of time until right now, the art of copywriting has evolved into a critical component that's used in every aspect of communication and marketing today. 
in my book, Joyful Copy, I dive into this topic a bit deeper. But here's some initial thoughts. If copy persuades, then the first examples that are found in Genesis chapter 3, you know, the part where the serpent is talking to Eve, trying to get her to take some fruit from the tree of knowledge. Well, the serpent uses things that we use today in our copywriting. The serpent uses FOMO, the fear of missing out. Reciprocity, you know, you do this and you're going to get that. And justification, well, if it sounds reasonable, then it must be true. The thing of it is, is copywriting has been around a really long time. And when you take the time to research it and study it, you'll quickly find there's much written about the history of using words from the serpent in the garden to the pharaohs and kings of old to traveling salesmen to politicians and department stores. They all use communication strategy and copy. And it's always been a thing because they want to advertise, they want to sell, and they want to get people to do things. But that takes me to the next point. What is the definition? Because you see, copy doesn't just live in advertisements. Now, I know that some professional communicators may differ with me here, but I firmly believe that we use words that sell, educate, and persuade in nearly everything that we write and we speak. Now, some professional communicators believe that copywriting is only used when you persuade and sell, but I beg to differ because copywriting and communication strategy also educates, it informs, it makes connections, it builds business cases, and it sells. Now, where can we see this? Well, copy is everywhere. It's in social media posts, it's on web pages, it's in emails and newsletters, press releases that announce the news, blog posts, sales pages, and more. If those are all the places that we see copy, then that begs the question, which is my third point, how is copy used? As I've worked with entrepreneurs and business owners over the years, I'm asked by many, hey Joy, what qualifies as copy and how is it used? And Sadly, there's many examples that subtly showcase ways to use copy to get people to do things by using psychological triggers to create behaviors. And that finds many entrepreneurs, marketers, and business owners falling into a trap of deception and manipulation simply because they're following the commonly taught blueprints of success in marketing and sales. Or many fail to consistently market and sell their product and service offerings at all because their hearts do not align with what they see as best practices. Can you relate to that? Have you seen somebody else do something and man, it it, it rubs you the wrong way. It it goes against your values. Maybe you, you don't even know if there's a resource to help you do it in a way that fully aligns with what you believe and the values that you possess. Well, I have some good news, and this takes me to our fourth point. There is a better way. In fact, herein lies the crutch of what I want to share with you. There is a better way to communicate about your products and services. You do not have to use the twisted realities, the hype, the manipulation that you see so many others use verbally and in writing and in advertisements and in insert thing here. You see, here's what you need to know. If we were created in God's image, then we have the capability already inside of us to use words that showcase God's attributes, the creator of the universe. Now, 
One simple way to simplify things and showcase those attributes in our words is by honing in on three key verses in the Bible, and you may be familiar with them already. If not, I hope that you'll look them up, but here's what they are. Jot this down. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that's the fruits of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, kindness, self-control. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruits of the Spirit. Those are God's attributes. And we have the capability, since He created us in His image, to showcase those in the way we show up in the marketplace. And then the second uh, verse that goes with this is Philippians 4, 8. You may have heard it as the Christ follower's thought life, you know, whatever is true, whatsoever is right, pure, lovely, admirable. Those three verses provide a sampling of characteristics that we are already called to emulate in our lives and the words that we use in every interaction. So the coolest part that you need to know is that you already are equipped, not only in the way that you're made, but in a resource that you have at your fingertips. And this is my fifth point. This resource, I like to call it the ultimate how-to guide. Believe it or not, it's the Bible. And it has a lot of lessons surrounding ways for us to use words in our copywriting, in our communication strategy, to educate, to inform, to persuade and sell. And you don't have to guess how to do this. You don't have to read it and say, oh, I wonder how I'd apply that to my business because Well, Jesus modeled to us how to communicate ethically and authentically and in alignment with God's word. Think about it for a second. Jesus modeled what to do through his life here on earth. How did he do that? Well, here's some ways. He sold the benefits of worshiping him. Now, when you are writing about your products and services or or crafting words that you're going to communicate to others, you want to sell them the benefits of those products and services. And Jesus already did that. He sold the benefits of worshiping him. Another thing he did is he showed understanding of our problems and offered us solutions for each one. Now, think about it. In marketing and in copywriting, one of the key principles that you need to do is to show your customers that you understand their problems and that you have a solution for those problems. Okay, here's another thing that Jesus did. He offered business cases, if you will, that that showed why we should consider a personal relationship with him. He built those business cases really solidly. And likewise, in our marketing, in our communication strategy, in our copy, we need to offer business cases that showcase why someone should consider using our products and services. Now, I've got two more points here about what Jesus did, but hopefully you're getting the gist right now that this ultimate how-to guide, this resource, unpacks what we need to be doing in our business. Here's another one. Jesus persuaded us by showing us what life is like when we partner with him and when we don't. Likewise, in really good communication strategy, in really good copywriting, we're going to persuade our audience, our readers, our listeners by showing what life is like when we partner with them and what happens when they don't partner with us. Now, each one of these is kind of tricky because you don't want to be manipulative. You don't want to make something up. It has to be real. It has to be authentic. It has to be genuine. But case in point, this isn't something new. This isn't something that man invented. This is something that was modeled to us by the creator of the universe's son. Last but not least, in this list that I'm giving you here, 
Jesus educated us about the best ways to think, speak, and act in alignment with God's instruction in His Word. And likewise, you can do the same thing for the customers that you're trying to connect with. You can educate them about the best ways to do things. But again, you don't want to do it with twisted realities. You want to make sure that it's in alignment with God's word, which means that it would be void of any type of twisted realities, hype, or manipulation. Now, You know what copy is and isn't, as well as the fact that you have this ultimate how-to guide as a resource. And now that you know these things, hopefully you'll look at what you're doing in business a little bit differently. We've also covered the difference between copywriting, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, and copywriting, R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. We've looked at the definition, what it's used for, and we've unpacked ways that Jesus modeled exactly what you could do in that resource that you have at your fingertips. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I want to invite you to spend time with me over this next season of episodes as I unpack this concept that I'm calling joyful copy. It's based on those three verses I mentioned before in Galatians and Philippians and specifically joyful copy will hone in on the nine characteristics found in the fruits of the spirit. In the upcoming episodes, you and I will look at each trait from the world's perspective, and then you and I will unpack how and why to demonstrate each characteristic in your life and in your business. This wraps up the first episode of the Joyful Communications Podcast. If you want to dive into the copy a little bit deeper, pick up a copy of Joyful Copy, How to Show Up in the Marketplace Ethically and Authentically, available at online retailers. You can also check out the show notes for the key points. And if you enjoyed this episode or have feedback, feel free to reach out to me at joy at joycaps.com or I invite you to leave me a rating and review. Finally, never miss a show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, be blessed. <laughs>